What happens when your roof leaks and life gets in the way? You do episode 132 on a Saturday. Yeah, I'm not getting into the jingle business anytime soon, aren't I? Anyway, episode 132 on a Saturday on the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. And we're talking about the MLK Weekend Tournaments and the final scores. And plus, the Ohio Valley Premier League, now up to 10 teams. It's a short but sweet episode 132 on the way. Welcome to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. This is a weekly podcast dedicated to sports happening in the Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio region. Visit theleewmowen.com slash podcast to listen on your favorite platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and more. Follow the host on Twitter, at the Lee W. Mowen, and the podcast at Pod. Opening theme is Arpy by Dan Hennig from the YouTube Music Library Collection. Now for your host, Lee W. Mowen. That's right, folks. Episode 132 of the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. Since it's super late into the week, it's going to be very short. No one-minute dashes, no nothing of the sort. We'll cover everything that happened last weekend. Also, the new additions to the OVPL, a league that I'm very excited to see grow into something great around the Ohio Valley. Well, that's why it's called the Ohio Valley Premier League, I guess. Quick note about yesterday's Wright State game on ESPNU at 9 o'clock at the Nutter Center. Wright State, if that's not a statement game, I don't know what is. That's dropping the hammer on Northern Kentucky in the Norse. 95-63, and the Raiders had the lead for all the game except the first 15 to 18 seconds. That's amazing. In fact, when I was broadcasting the hockey games, uh, Centerville, Northern Kentucky, again, Northern Kentucky Hockey, Northern Kentucky Norse, or NKU, no affiliation, just say the name. When I was broadcasting those games in Springboro and number two Upper Arlington, the state, I thought about bringing up the stats, but I knew, no, once I do that, the Northern Kentucky's going on like a 50 nothing run, because I'm always bad luck. So, I put it off to the side, I think it was the second intermission of the Springboro Upper Arlington game, I looked, and it's like, wow, right, state won 95-63. Might have been the end of the game, but, yeah, as an alum of Wright State, yeah. That's great. And the Raiders now 8-1 and in Horizon League play. Northern Kentucky falls to 6-3. and Wright State 18-4. and Northern Kentucky 14-7. and And the Dayton Flyers, who ranked number 7 for the first time in quite some time. You have to go all the way back in the 60s when Dayton was ranked so high. They're at Richmond today. That's Richmond, Virginia, not Richmond, Indiana, like I once thought as a younger kid. So I'll definitely listen to that game on 1290 on the way to my event tonight, which we'll cover later. But yeah, (laughs) very impressed to see. And by the way, your leading scorers for Wright State, Tanner Holden, 20 points, Bill Wampler, 19 points, Loudon Love, 16 points, and Jalen Hall, 15 points. Yeah, four players, at least in double digits, Wright State shooting 61% for the game and a little under 55% for three-pointers. Yeah, Wright State was ready. Three throws, eh, about 65% for Wright State to Northern Kentucky's 
58.3. For the Norths, they shot close to 40% on the game, but three-pointers, 18.2%. And I have a feeling once the Norths got down so much to Wright State, that's when you start chucking threes, trying to make a run and trying to get back into it. So, yeah, I don't know. Wright State also out-rebounded Northern Kentucky 43-28, but the Raiders did commit five more turnovers than the Norths, 14-9, and the Norths had four more steals on the Raiders at 8-4. So, yeah, great win for Wright State. And the 32-point final margin of victory for Wright State, according to the press release on WSURaiders.com, third largest all-time against Northern Kentucky, and just the fifth win of 20-plus points in the series. Each of the four of our instances came prior to 1981 during the Raiders NCAA Division II era. And that's even before the Division II NCAA title that the Raiders won in 1983. But yeah, um, I can't really talk enough about that game. And now the Raiders have the Wisconsin road trip up next, as do Northern Kentucky, their travel partners after all. Wright State has at Milwaukee first, then at Green Bay, and vice versa for Northern Kentucky. The Raiders, they have won three in a row now after dropping that contest at UIC and 8-1 in league play. Yeah, I say this Wright State team has the qualities and the abilities to run away with a regular season title. But still, there's that game in Northern Kentucky to worry about as well. It just occurred to me looking at the schedule that Wright State UIC on Valentine's Day, that is on ESPN2. I did not realize that until now. That's also a 9 o'clock game, so... Will Wright State be able to get revenge on the UIC Flames? Well, we gotta wait a little bit to see that game. I'm no future traveler, but... Yeah, congrats to Wright State, and good luck today to the Dayton Flyers. Again, they're at the Richmond Spiders. The only school I know about that thinks it's a great idea to have a live tarantula on the side of the court. Ugh, I don't like spiders. I forget when I saw that. It was on Twitter, and it's like... Ugh. It's in a cage, so it's not just, like, free-roaming tarantula around the court. And yes, I know, it's a spider. They're the spiders. I, I get the reference, but why? Have have a mascot suit for that. Don't have a live tarantula. Ugh. Anyway, so how was your weekend last weekend? Mine was great. I had hockey. But we're going to talk about the new teams in the OVPL. In case you didn't hear this week... The Ohio Valley Premier League added three new teams. Your previous seven. First one, the Cincinnati Dutch Lions at NKU Soccer Stadium. The Indianapolis Saints, or Indy Saints FC. Lexington Land Sharks. FC Pride in Indiana. Cincinnati Soccer Club. Valhalla FC at Milford High School. Sorry. Milford High School. The Cincinnati Swerve, or the Cincy Swerve out Lakota West. And your three new teams. Representing Plain City in Dublin, the Ohio Premier Soccer Club. They've been a thing since 1993 and representing the Columbus area. Representing the Cleveland, Ohio area. From Mentor High School, the Croatia Cleveland Junior Squad. And representing the Xenia, Ohio area, the Ohio Galaxies FC. Now, if you look at the website, it mentions their site is to be determined, but I looked them up and... Because I thought they were Dayton, but they're Xenia. Which, yes, is Dayton area, but not exactly Dayton. I was thinking they were right in Dayton, but apparently I'm thinking Metro FC. 
I wish I knew more about youth soccer, but there you go. Yeah, Ohio Galaxies FC, that was the 10th team added, and I think the OVPL is going to keep applications going until January 31st, so we might see more teams, but still, your farthest away team now, Cleveland, or Lexington, as far west as, well, it depends where the Pride Performance Center is in Indiana, I thought it was Bloomington, I'm not sure, Indianapolis, yeah, it's a good footprint, it's for anyone that wants to play soccer in this U23 league, so I definitely, definitely like seeing the progress of it and look forward to it. Still hoping that there's a Dayton connection. Hopefully that Dayton Dutch Lions add a team to the mix, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Really love the progress of the OVPL, and definitely we'll talk about that as the season rolls on. And now we talk about what happened during Martin Luther King Jr.'s weekend. Well, I mentioned we had plenty of basketball tournaments, and... We had a couple hockey tournaments as well. Yours truly was on the call for the MLK tournament. And that Saturday, in the middle of a four-game swing, I thought I was losing my voice again. You know, hooray. But luckily, I didn't. So, there you go. Bet you were really excited to hear about that. So, we'll talk hockey second. Because I talk a lot more about hockey. Because, you know, I actually broadcast it. We'll start off with basketball. We'll start off with the Classic in the Country Challenge. And very kindly, they have a scoreboard page on their website, unlike certain tournaments in the area, flying to the hoop. <sighs> yeah, I, I I spent about like 45 minutes trying to find scores of the event. And yes, I can go on the social media feed, but then I have to scroll through the thing. It just doesn't sound as nice. So we're starting off with Classic in the Country. Again, this is from Berlin Highland, Amish country, and it's girls' basketball. It's basically flying to the hoop in Northeast Ohio for girls' basketball. We'll start off with Game 1, Fort Loramie. What a game the Redskins had. They defeat Loudonville 79-19. to The most that Loudonville scored in a quarter? Well, that's six points in the second. They scored five in the first and third, and four in the fourth. Fort Loramie on the other side? Well... 20, 19, 18, 22. Yeah, that's getting it done. So good win for Fort Loramie, 79-19. Tri-Village falls a bit short to Margarita, 62-59. The Patriots fall. Kent McKinley falls to the Mason Comets. Mason wins 53-30. We have Napoleon defeating Western Reserve, 72-31. Our first game not representing Cincinnati or Dayton. Lakota West takes down Hoover, 47-41. Kettering Fairmont flies hey over Glen Oak, 78-35. Mount Notre Dame, who's the number one team in Division I for girls basketball, defeats Laurel, 62-57. You have, I believe that's Winston-Salem Christian out of North Carolina, defeating the host Berlin Highland, 44-41. Mason falls a bit short to Newark, 59-45. Fairmont, they picked up their second win in Game 10 against Eastlake North, 60-45. Mount Notre Dame scaves off Winston-Salem Christian, 49-48. Lakota West falls short to Toledo Notre Dame, 57-44. Wayne defeats Glen Oaks, 78-47. Lincoln edges by the Centerville Elks, 68-64. Reynoldsburg falls to New Philadelphia, 49-37. Princeton, 73, Solon, 48. Great win by the Vikings there. Pickerington Central falls a point shy to Homestead and the Spartans out of Indiana, 37-36. 
Wayne, five points better than Aurora, 41-36, Warriors win. Centerville takes down Toledo-Notre Dame, 61-37. Wadsworth, short of Mercy McCauley, 42-35, out of Cincinnati. Mercy McCauley, not Wadsworth. We have Chippewa falling short to West Branch, 34-29. And Berlin Highland almost reaches the century mark by defeating Shelby, 99-25. In fact, that is the highest score that any team picks up, 99 points. And that's a way to close out the 2020 Classic in the Country Challenge. Again, thanks to the folks at Classic in the Country for having a webpage for all the scores, so I can go back and talk about it. Yeah, it seems like a very nice haul for local basketball teams. And what I like about this is, outside Winston-Salem, Christian, and North Carolina, it's all Ohio teams, and there's a lot of good Cincinnati and Dayton teams in that tournament. So I definitely love talking about it, and I like seeing the local success they're bringing in from Berlin Highland coming back home. Now we'll talk about the Midwest King Classic. This is from Cincinnati.com. I believe these are all the games covered. I also had trouble finding these scores, but it took me less time. This is from Scott Springer of the Inquirer. And we'll go straight to the scores. Starting off with Saturday. CHCA fell in the opener, 65-39. As Cole Fisher had 21 points. Doesn't say the opponent. Probably should have checked that. Westerville Central defeated Western Hills, 91-79. The Battle of Columbus and Cincinnati. Abubakar Sisi had 22 points for the Mustangs and the loss. Springboro beat Kings, 48-30. St. Xavier down Sycamore, 54-39, with Kobe Rogers finishing with 20 points. St. Vincent St. Mary, you know, the school that LeBron James went to. The top Division II team in Ohio defeated Elder 79-68. Willard Cluxton led the Elder Panthers in the loss with 17 points. And the host Middletown Minis, they got by Purcell Marion, 47-46. Sunday's game in the Battle of Cincinnati and Dayton, Euler fell to Ponix Tech. It's listed as Ponix Career Tech, 91-69. It really doesn't matter, but it's Ponix Tech. LaSalle took down Coleraine, 76-31. And the Lancers are now 13-1 of the season. Great year for LaSalle basketball. Cincinnati Christian gets by Gamble Monteseri, 57-54. And the battle of Butler County versus Preble County. Middletown Madison took down National Trail, 59-54. Again, I was super to learn about National Trail being in said tournament. Because, you know, we have five high schools in Preble County, and when they're in big tournaments like this, that's awesome. And yours truly, from West Alexandria, likes seeing success coming into Preble County. By the way, the CHCA loss, that was to the Fenwick Falcons nearby in a little village called Hunter, which I don't think exists. Now it's Franklin, even though it's not. Let's not get started on that. There's two more games I didn't mention because they weren't in the scoreboards, but big wins for Muller and Covington Catholic out of Kentucky. Scroll down through here, hopefully see the scores. It's Covington Catholic out-rebounding tab, 43-20, pick up a nice win against the Senators, 69-62. Neil Green had 21 points and 11 boards and named that game's MVP. So very nice win for Covington Catholic against Taft. And Moeller and Hughes to wrap up the 2020 Midwest 
King Classic. And Hughes running away with the C-Mac this year. I believe when I had the interview with Tony Peters and Seth Kime, the preview of this season uh, shared with their podcast, Southwest Ohio Full Court Press. I think we mentioned that Taff was our pick to win that, but then, like, the next day, one of the star players transferred back to Deer Park. So hopefully next week, we'll talk to them and talk about what's coming up. Hughes and Muller were tied 23 at halftime, but Hughes would just get a dozen more points in the game. Muller would come out on top 57-37 in the match against the Big Red. Again, Big Red leading the Cincinnati Metro Athletic Conference, and Moeller just having another crazy good year. They do have a loss, but it's nice to see that Moeller kept back and battled there. I love this tournament. Like I mentioned previous episode, what they do is they help give back to the community and everything. So I definitely, I definitely enjoy the Midwest King Classic, and I hope it's here to stay. They got a beautiful venue in Middletown High School. So here's to the third. Midwest King Classic. And now, you're going to hear a lot of stops and starts because it's time to cover the Flying to the Hoop scores. Year number 18 in the books, and if you go to the website now trying to find the schedule, well, you got to wait till October for the 19th Flying to the Hoop. I still don't know why I thought it was 20, but... There you go. You know, I never said I was always right. I just said I talk about Cincinnati and Dayton sports. And I don't talk about Ohio State football because, yeah, all the sports outlets in Dayton seem to just talk about that, and that's it. So, hooray. Although I did see the Dayton Daily News finally covered a high school hockey game. Never mind, it was Beaver Creek playing at the biggest rink in Ohio, <clears throat> Nationwide Arena, against Gehanna Lincoln. Yes, it's Gehanna Lincoln. That's why it's the GL logo, not just G. I also like the fact that Gehanna Lincoln's mascot is the Golden Lion, so you have GLGL. You know, that's me being a nerd. Going to cover these scores as best as I can. There is no scoreboard on the website, so I tried for 45 minutes trying to find one simple page of all the flying to the hoop scores, and I could not find it. So we're going off the Twitter feed, flying to the hoop. The box score of the very last game, game 20. Trying to find it on here. Kettering Fairmont, 48, Hughes, 46. That's a very good game. And normally, Fairmont plays the first game as the host. You know, they have the beautiful James S. Trent Arena, who recently passed away earlier this month. Rest in peace to Mr. Trent and his family. But... Fairmont got the last one, and they picked up a nice win against this same team that's winning the C-Mac right now. So, big win for Fairmont. We scroll on down. Continue to scroll on down. Because there are a lot of tweets. It's not just scores here. Box score from game 19. Taft 76, Thurgood Marshall 70. That's a nice battle. Cincinnati Dayton right there at Trent Arena. Game number 19 of 20. Scrolling on down. Nice win for Taft, too. Like I said, we'll have Seth and Tony back on this podcast, hopefully next week. Something happened this week, so that's all right. But those guys know they're high school basketball, so I love having them on. 
as well. And yours truly hasn't got to cover basketball this year, so, you know. Springfield Falls to Spire Academy, 78-42. By the way, I was wrong on that. Uh, apparently, Brownie James, LeBronnie James? LeBron's son. He's not Spire Academy. Why did I think he was? I don't know, so I apologize for that miscue. But Spire Academy does pick up a 78-42 win against Springfield in the game that has five ties. Going on through here, I will say the t-shirts that they had, flying to the hoop t-shirts they had, very, very nice. Looking for the next box score. And Twitter is locked up. Great. Ah, here we go. Game number 17. This is the fourth score we're talking about. Autoville 61, Anna 57. Depending on who you talk to, that's a great Northwest Ohio battle. But, and is in the Miami Valley, so that's a great Southwest versus Northwest Ohio battle. But, still a big win for the Big Green of Autoville. A team that I'm familiar with, thanks to Michael Hearn, the broadcasters I follow. Nate, uh, WZOQ. And Z Sports 3 up there. They do a nice job in the Ottawa, Ohio area. And yes, there is a town called Ottawa, Ohio. I don't think I had to explain that, but there you go. Let's find that next box score. It's a nice win for Ottaville. We have Shamna Julian versus Gamble Monteseri. Another Sin Day battle for you. And the Eagles fly over Gamble Monteseri and the Gators 61 38 in a game that only had a tie in it. Largest lead was 29 points. So a big win for Chaminade Julien against Gamble Montessori. Scrolling on down for the next box score. I know I said I'd stop it and just go to the next box score, but nah. We could talk about what else is happening. Any good basketball games lately? Any good hockey games? Blue Jackets doing well. They beat Winnipeg which kind of tears my heart because I like the Blue Jackets, but I also like the Jets. So, you know. But it's nice to see the Blue Jackets, I mean, with all the pieces they had, go away, you know. Just, you wonder how well the team done. And they're dealing with a rash of injuries. Like, most of the teams are, you know, current Cleveland Monsters, which is the AHL affiliate of Columbus. I'm happy. I really like seeing, uh, I like seeing Columbus do well. And hopefully... It'll result in a deeper playoff run. Still can't believe our first playoff series win was against the President's Trophy winner in Tampa Bay last year. My goodness. Okay, Pace Academy, 79, Aiken, 47. Big win for Pace Academy there. That's game 15 of 20. We still have 14 and downwards. Again, we're working down the... Down the feed on Twitter at Flying to the Hoop. So if you like to do this and just shut my voice up, you can do that too. Be nice if this computer would stop locking up. Also, Michael Hearn, who gets to broadcast Flying to the Hoop, one of my good friends, he had a piece of hoop trivia for January 20th. Only two coaches have played in and coached in the annual event. Isaiah Carson of the Springfield Wildcats. He played at Springfield South when they were still split north and south. Now it's just Springfield. And Audeville 
head coach KU Tendorf. So I guess it's Utendorf. I'm guessing he's now leading Ottaville, but he played with Ottawa Glandorf, which is fairly close to the area. They both start with oh, I know that, but there you go. That's very cool. Like I said, I'm I'm happy for my friend Michael Hearn. Looks like Matt Painter, the head coach of Purdue and the Boilermakers, was there. There's a lot of head coaches there. It's a perfect place to find, you know, what could be your next college basketball star. We're finally out of day four. We scroll through this. There's a lot of tweets. We have Arizona Compass Prep and Centerville. And it's the Dragons of Arizona Compass Prep. I was hoping they'd be the Compasses, but there you go. It's Arizona Compass 57, Centerville 41. Centerville normally does a very nice job in flying to the hoop. The one year I got to call games, they beat uh, Bowman Academy out of Gary, Indiana. So, very, very nice. So, nice win for Arizona Compass. Continuing to scroll on through. Plenty of highlights. Centerville had a 16-14 lead after one. Now we have Pickerington Central. They pick up a win against Dream City Christian. And it's 62-47. Pick Central with the W. 22 points in that fourth quarter as well. Very, very close game until that fourth quarter. I mean, Pickerington Central... Outscore Dream City Christian by two points in the first, three in the second, two in the third, and then a whopping eight points. Five ties in that game, too. Very nice win for Pick Central. And yes, I know Pick Central is Columbus, but yours truly, I like success, so I like talking about it. So let's scroll on down here for the next box score, Lakewood St. Edwards. Against the Princeton Vikings. Princeton Falls. Looks like that's 9165. This print is very tall. Uh, very small. Very tall. Yes, that's why I have trouble reading it. No, it's very small in this picture. So, there you go. 9165. St. Edwards defeats Princeton in a battle of Cleveland, Cincinnati. Growing on through. By the way, Grant Huffman scored his 1,000th point during the contest for St. Edward. He is going to play basketball with the Davidson Wildcats in the A-10. So we'll get to see the Dayton Flyers. Scroll on through. How about game 11? Or how about the the Twitter feed just screws up on me and then I lose my place? Very entertaining episode. Are you entertained yet? Trotwood Madison falls short to St. Vincent St. Mary. 100-78. Big battle there, like I mentioned, St. Vincent St. Mary. Quality basketball program. Looks like Sammy Anderson, 29 points. Carl Blanton, 15 points for Trotwood Madison. And there's that Carter Mims with 11 points. And leading the rebounding charge out of the 35, Blanton pulls down 8, 4 on both sides of the glass. And Trotwood Madison's out rebounded by the Irish, 43 35. Robert Madison had a lead, looks like at the half, but then the Irish went on a 32-14 rampage in the third quarter and 26-20 in the fourth to take the win away from the Rams. Which, by the way, on my social media feed, I saw Sam Anderson and Carl Blyton receive their state title plaques. 
for football. So that's very cool. Like I said, around Cincinnati and Dayton, I love seeing success no matter where it comes from. So definitely very cool. And you don't get to celebrate that every day. So definitely awesome. So let's scroll on down to the next one. Most entertaining episode of this podcast? I bet it is. Like I mentioned, there's a lot of pictures, a lot of highlights. Big crowd for St. Vincent, St. Mary, and Trotwood Masson, which, you know, you'd expect. Two very good basketball squads. Continuing to scroll down. When did Fairmont change the center court logo? It used to just be the oval logo, where if you looked at it upside down, not like actual upside down, but on top of it, it looks like a dragon. And if you look, it looks like a firebird and could resemble a falcon. Well, that's a little piece of Kettering history for you, because, again, Kettering used to be west and east, now it's just Fairmont. Not entirely sure what in the history of Fairmont, the name itself, when it's not just, you know, Kettering, but there you go. Hey, here's the next box score. I bet you're happy for that. First Love Christian defeats Brush. 63-54. Nice win for First Love Christian. First Love, according to the box score. I am happy that the box scores were released on the Twitter feed. Otherwise, I don't think I'd be able to find all the final scores. I went on Yappy. I went... I went just about like 10 different sites trying to just find the scores. Here we have Garfield Heights against Crestwood Prep. Crestwood. And Crestwood Prep defeats Garfield Heights 68-63. Garfield Heights representing the Cleveland area. And no, their mascot name is the Bulldogs, not the Cats. Because, you know, Garfield. <laughs> Aren't you glad you're listening to this? Let's continue to scroll down. We are halfway through the box scores, so, you know, yay. Again, why couldn't there just be one page where it had every single score from this year's Flying to the Hoop? That's the only thing I wish to know. We should be getting close to the lone girls basketball game. Hopefully we do get more of those, but here we go. Here's Wayne versus Grayson. And the Warriors fall short to the Rams of Grayson, 71-56. Largest run for the Warriors was an 8-0 run. Grayson Hoops on Twitter. We all we got. I was hoping to find out where Grayson was located. I mm, don't know if that's Ohio or not. I know Wayne's in Huber Heights. They're getting to Chick-fil-A. Did you hear that? Yeah, I'm Chick-fil-A. There's always that argument that Southern Dayton's you know, suburbs get a lot more stores and variety where North Dayton really doesn't, but I think that's starting to change. I mean, like I said, Huber Heights getting a Chick-fil-A. Now everyone's upset because that's going to affect the traffic on... They put on 202 or 201. 201. I don't know. Grayson is in Georgia, by the way. Thank you, that graphic that just popped up. Now we have Huntington Prep against St. Edward. And St. Edward takes down Huntington Prep. A very nice win. St. Edward 2-0 in the flying to the hoop. 75-66. The Eagles win it against the Express. So we roll on through here. Like I mentioned, this timeline is chock full of 
quarter stats, athlete stats. I'm not going to read the entire line. You can go for it yourself. Because I know reading the box scores is not interesting. Here's Pickerington North and the Panthers taking on the Milton Eagles. And Pick North picks up a win for Central Ohio, 62-56 against Milton. I think they're out of Georgia. It's not Milton Union, but there you go. And to scroll on down through here, like I said, I probably should just stop it and just pick it up once I find the next box score, but this way I can talk about things that are happening around the Miami Valley. Like that Chick-fil-A in Huber Heights. Eh? Eh? Not sure when that's opening. Although the IHOP that's finally open in the Miller Lane area, that's open. It's actually on Miller Lane and not on uh, Benchwood. The Benchwood location that was supposed to open for IHOP never did. I think it was a restaurant for like a month and then it just shut down. But yeah, this IHOP apparently has like a coffee bar or something like that. It's kind of neat. I mean, if you like coffee, I don't. So there you go. Lutheran East defeats the Kettering Archbishop Alter Knights 72-52. So they see both Kettering schools in there. Alter the private school in Kettering Course and the Greater Catholic League, Fairmont, and the GWOC, the Greater Western Ohio Conference, which I just remembered from yesterday talking about Springboro and Lebanon. We were talking about the wrestling match they had before uh, during the hockey broadcast, where Springboro won that, by the way. Lebanon's going to be leaving to the Eastern Cincinnati Conference for 2020. For fall 2020, so I don't know how that stands up. I mean, that'll be a nice non-conference battle, but will that last? I don't know. Continuing to scroll down. Oh, look, SCV TV had a tweet, and I can't view it because I'm blocked by them because I asked for my paycheck. I know it's silly. Woodward of Cincinnati and the Bulldogs fall to Walnut Ridge and the Scots. Remember, Walnut Hills is Cincinnati. Walnut Ridge is Northern Columbus. I think. 87-55, Walnut Ridge defeats Woodward in a Columbus-Cincinnati battle there. And that's game four, so we're getting close. Game number three. Anthony Grant was there the 18th. You know, I really like the Dayton Flyers' success. I like seeing Wright State successful, and you know, this alum will always love to see success, but UD, number seven in the country. And now in the Miami Valley, Cincinnati, Dayton area, they're tied as the top team ranked. Wittenberg was number two, you might remember, but they fell at Wooster for their first loss of the season, so they fell five spots. So now Wittenberg and Dayton are ranked number seven in Division Three and One, respectively. Wittenberg out of Springfield. Like I said, I like seeing success. Here's the girls' basketball game. Game three, Carroll versus Beaver Creek. That's a great rivalry right there. Carroll's a private school in Riverside, not too far away from Beaver Creek, though. Literally, you cross the bridge across 35, and there's Beaver Creek, so there you go. Patriots fall to the Beavers, 39-34. Try to look at the stats, it's not easy. Off the bench for Beaver Creek with 13 points is Morgan Rhodes. And for Carroll, they're led... That literally just 11 points that they captured. 11 points. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. Julia Keller, 23 points to lead the Patriots and all scorers. 23 of 34 points for Keller. 
impressive. My excuse is the print on the box score is tiny, and looking it on a picture doesn't help much. But yeah, good girls basketball programs. Beaver Creek, Ed Zink, still going strong. One of the most successful coaches in girls basketball in the state. And Carol, also good as well. So I like seeing that. Will Flying to the Hoop add more girls basketball games? I don't know. I hope. That'd be nice. Maybe have like a second Flying to the Hoop at the same weekend. Like girls basketball. Have it at another location. Because, you know, Trent Arena has one basketball gym. You know, have teams from around the country that are like strongest. Start that up. I'd be, I'd be down with that. Then again, you got a classic in the country as well. We have Game 2's box score, eventually, maybe. Prolific Prep against Huntington Prep in the Battle of the Preps. Actually, the full name is Prolific Prep of Napa Christian. Okay, you learn so much in these box scores. At least I do. Huntington Prep falls short to Prolific Prep, 84-78. So Prolific Prep wins the second game of the Flying to the Hoop this year. And... The first game, make your own little drum roll, fine, I'll make one, again, it'd be so easier if it was just one side where I can read it through and we'd be done by now, but it's not, and the last game, the first game that was played for the 18th, flying to the hoop, ISA Andrews Osborne Phoenix against Hillcrest Prep, and it's the Phoenix on top, 81-68 against Hillcrest Prep. And that covers your 2019 or 2020 flying to the hoop. We played that just a weekend ago. Why did I say 2019? I don't know. That's ridiculous. And holy jeez, it's 40 minutes already. I apologize about that, but we'll take a break and we will cover hockey because yes, there were plenty of hockey tournaments, and the local teams. Some of them went up to the Pioneer Classic at Olentangy Orange at Chiller North, and some played at the MLK Tournament at Centerville. We'll start off with that for part two of episode 132 of the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. We'll be back after this break. Hey listeners, did you know that you can buy gear supporting the local Sunday Sports Podcast? Visit theleewmallon.com slash podcast, then click on Buy Podcast Merchandise made by T Public. You can get shirts, hoodies, mugs, phone cases, and even stickers. Check out the local Sunday sports gear by T Public. Why, yes, I did name this episode I Know What I Covered Last Weekend in parentheses local sports. Because I'm talking about what happened last weekend, and originally I was supposed to do that earlier in the week, but things happen, so there you go. Before we jump into hockey and more positive stuff, this article was shared by Jim DeBelt and Mark Schlumber, former guests of this podcast, and this is coming from WLOS ABC 13 in North Carolina from Mitchell County. An Avery County man has been arrested after authorities say he struck a high school basketball referee after a game Tuesday night in Mitchell County. And the title is Basketball, 47-year-old man arrested for punching high school referee in the face. What is a matter with you? Why is this happening more frequently? Why are people saying, hey, I can stand up to the official because I don't like one call they made? Referees and officials are people too, okay? 
Yes, they'll make mistakes. Yes, it happens. Sometimes it affects games. But you know what? Games aren't going to kill you if they win or lose. It's just not how sports works. I think I mentioned that in the first part, too. But it's just... I just shake my head on this. It's I don't understand why. It happened locally uh, a while back, too. It's... Like I said, he's arrested and charged. I believe the official is pressing charges. Officials said that cases like these are what's causing a referee shortage in western North Carolina. Well, it's happening in southwest Ohio, too. I mean, who wants to be a referee if people are just going to threaten you like, I don't like your call, so here's a punch in the face. Let's... And as officials, what are you supposed to do? You can't really retaliate back because you're trying to teach the young athletes lessons. So therefore, I I feel for officials. I do. It's a tough job. And there's a lot of criticism going the officials and umpires' ways. It's it's a tough job. And yours truly won't do that because I know that's uh, <laughs> it's not great. So, yeah. The gentleman is Jerry Dale Jones, again, 47 of Newland, charged with assault on a sports official, disorderly conduct, and resisting a public officer, because there was someone there trying to pry him away. Held on a $5,000 bond, ordered to have no contact with the victim, and is not allowed on the Mitchell High School property. And his next court date is scheduled for Wednesday, February 12th this year. So yeah. Uh, big question, why is this happening more? How can we stop it? I don't know. You remember Terminator 2? You remember that scene where the T-1000 goes as an official and then he just, you know, takes over the gym? Well, it's part of the deleted scenes. Trust me, you'll like it. It's part of the story. No, it's not, but you get what I'm saying. Do you really want sports to be ruled by machines? I mean, look at baseball. Look what Rob Manfred and everyone wants to have happen. Automatic strike zones. Taking the human element out of the game. It's like, oh, okay, well, I guess I went in the grid. I gotta sit down. Arguments. Hey, that grid is off balance or so. I don't know. You get what I'm saying. The human element is what makes sports special. You take that away, then it's just literally robots playing, you know, robot game. So, yeah, stop punching officials. Stop being a jerk and stop having a boring life. Let's talk about that Pioneer Classic held by Olin Tangi Orange. It's a long-time MLK weekend tournament held at the Chiller North, now with three rinks. And there are three divisions. Blue Division, Orange Division, and the JV Division. Look at the JV Division real quick. And this is from Twitter, Pioneer underscore Classic. I think I mentioned last episode where they had a Twitter, but it wasn't updated since 2017. Well, this new one handled all the 2020 stuff, so thank you to whoever ran that. Mentor JV took down Dublin Sciota 9-2 for the JV Championship. Scroll on through. The Mentor Cardinals are the Orange Division champs in the 2020 Pioneer Classic. And who's the blue champs? I think it's Thomas Worthington. Trying to look it up. Actually, go back to the board. There are pictures again. Pioneer underscore classic. This is the orange division. 
For first place, it's Olatangi Orange falling short to Mentor, 5-2. Third place, it's Hudson over Newark, 2-0. Talawanda falls short to Olatangi Berlin, 4-1. An empty netter goal for the Bears to close the deal. And Canton Akron, 4. North Royalton, 0. That's your placement games in the Orange Division. Let's scroll down to the Blue Division. I promise it's just right here. You won't have to hear me blab. For first place in the blue, Thomas Worthington did defeat the Springboro Panthers 6-3. A nice 3-1 weekend for Springboro, coming off a very nice senior night win. Springboro, they fell to Thomas Worthington 6-3. Lindsley took down Sylvania Southview for third place in the blue division, 7-3. Dublin Kaufman, fifth place over Shamrock Prep, as the Rocks won 4-2. And Olentangy defeats Athens 6-1. For, what would that be, 7th place in the Blue Division? And I mentioned JV Mentor won that over Dublin Sciota, 9-2. Very big tournament, and I'm glad it's still going on in Columbus. It seems like a very, very strong tournament. Talawanda took a couple losses in that tournament. They fell to Olentangy Orange, the host. But Olentangy Orange is a good team, so very good action. And now we'll take it to Centerville at South Metro Sportsplex for what I called eight games of the 2020 MLK Tournament hosted by the Centerville Elks. This year we had four teams. Uh, a couple years back we had eight teams but two divisions. We had the host Elks. We had the Northern Kentucky Norsemen. We had the Troy Trojans and the Elder Panthers. So a little bit of Dayton, a little bit of Cincinnati, a little bit of country, a little bit of rock. The Northern Kentucky Norsemen went 4-0 and only allowed two goals in the whole thing. Gave up one goal each to Troy and Elder. And won the championship 5-0. De- defeat Centerville for the championship game. A lot of fun. I love calling the local hockey games and seeing a lot of Southwest Ohio hockey. This Northern Kentucky squad, if you haven't seen them yet, yeah, you definitely need to go see the Norsemen play because they are now on a 23-game winning streak. Have a game in Columbus tonight at the Ice House. They'll take on Flint Powers Catholic, a team that's been in the Michigan State title game for seven times and has come up short all seven times, but still get to play the championship game for the state title. That's that's huge. So definitely looking forward to seeing what the result is. And also last night, Northern Kentucky defeated Centerville eleven to nothing, and during that win for the Norsemen. It was Nathan Sutterhouse registering five goals in the game and at least seven points. And with those five goals, Sunderhouse now has 100 goals in 56 games. That's outstanding. And I was very lucky that my call on his 100th goal was good. So, yeah, I'm quite proud of myself on that. So, very special moment. You don't see a lot of 100 goal scores in high school hockey, but when it happens, it is. Very, very special, so congrats go out to him. Tonight, the Springboro Panthers make the trip down to Oxford to take on the Talawanda Brave in a non-conference tilt. Centerville's off. I'll be with the Elks tomorrow on YouTube at Centerville Elks Hockey for Elks versus Talawanda at Miami U, and I'm hoping we're at the main rink. I'm not sure. I tried to look on the schedule, and it's just not there, so yay, surprises. Also, if you'd like to see Springboro play at home, 
Tomorrow at South Metro, the Panthers host Beaver Creek at 4. Unfortunately, since we're leaving at 4 to get to Oxford, I won't be able to broadcast that game. So, there you go. But, there's plenty of local hockey. It's a good tournament. Eight games. I thought I was losing my voice in the middle of it, but luckily, taking a couple of Hall's drops, the, not the cough drops, but the, like, everyday throat displeasurement things. I don't know what it's called. My fiance stole the bag, so I don't have it. But, yeah, they're like, they're less than two bucks at Walmart. They taste like berries. And they don't have the menthol because it's just to help clear your throat out. So, yay. So that was cool. So, what's on tap for yours truly later today? Well, yours truly is the PA announcer for Senior Night for the Dayton Stealth JV Squad. As Dayton will host the Newark Generals, a team that's very, very good in the Ohio Scholastic Hockey League. Which is a league that I don't talk about as much, and I know that's a shame. It's just the Stealth play in Springfield primarily nowadays. so. I don't see the stealth anymore. I know, that's not a great excuse, but at the same time. And also, the stealth do not play other high school teams. Centerville will see them, the JV squad, at the Miami Valley Freeze Tournament, but that's about it. Love to see Dayton Stealth Varsity team play, because those two teams, Varsity and JV, they're pretty good. They got a lot of depth, and I, I like I like it if I can see them again, but there you go. I'll get to see the JV squad for Senior Night. It's at 6 at the NTPRD Chiller in Springfield, Ohio. That's 100 West Main Street, I think. Just look for the cold place. It's there. But before that, you'll have some high school hockey. It's a little bit of Cincinnati and Columbus meeting. Is that in the middle? I think that's closer to Gehanna, but that might be nitpicking. Anyway, Sycamore will take on the Gehanna. Lincoln Golden Lions today at 4. So I'll get to see a little bit of that before I start PAing. So excellent. I can't I can't wait. I like I like PAing. I like broadcasting. I mean, as a play-by-play broadcaster, it turned out to be a pretty good PA announcer, but I like doing both. And being able to honor seniors on this squad, it's a very big deal and you know, I hope I do well. I'm prepared to do well. So, if you want to see some hockey, come on out. If you want to see some seniors being honored by yours truly, come on out. And also, Varsity will play at 8. They'll take on the Westerville Warcats. Not sure why it's a different foe for JV and Varsity, but it is what it is. Yours truly might be announcing that. Yours truly might not be announcing that. I'll probably stick around a little bit to catch that game. Should be a lot of fun. Like I said, Dayton, always pretty strong in the Ohio Scholastic Hockey League, but Newark this year is the team to beat, followed by the Stealth. Also, this is the first year of the new jerseys for all the Dayton Stealth Youth Hockey Association. Instead of looking like the Washington Capitals, they now have their own look. The name plate is arched a little bit, like Wright State's jerseys were a couple years back, if you can remember that, or remember what that look was like. And Dayton is diagonal, which I think is really cool. And I feel like that would have been a great Bobbers jersey if they never did that. But there you go. So come on out to the Chiller tonight in Springfield. 
and get yourself some hockey. There's three games on tap. I mentioned Gahanna Lincoln and Sycamore at four. My game that I'm announcing, Dayton Stealth JV versus the Newark Generals. And after that, the Stealth Varsity will host the Warcats of Westerville. So definitely lots of hockey in Springfield tonight. And lots of sports happening in Cincinnati, Dayton, Ohio. So when someone tells you that the only sports worth following is Ohio State, you look back at them and laugh. There's plenty of sports to follow around Cincinnati, Dayton, Ohio. And I know we didn't really cover that much this week. Again, sorry for the late episode. But yeah, leaky roof will kind of stall things. So, sorry. And darn you weather and stuff like that. Next week, hopefully, I get to have Tony Peters and Seth Kaim on the podcast again. So we can talk about boys basketball. A little bit past the halfway point. Flying to the hoop, of course. We'll talk more about that. There's lots to talk about as we're getting close to playoff time for winter sports. And maybe spring's around the corner. I don't know, but one could hope. So hopefully we'll have that episode 133. If not, we'll go back to one-minute dashes and cover everything around Cincinnati, Dayton, Ohio. Like I mentioned, Wright State, a big basketball win yesterday. And currently they're taking on the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. And the Dayton Flyers are at Richmond later today. Miami University has themselves a game against Eastern Michigan. And the women's basketball team, I believe, is at Ball State. What was that? Last week or two weeks ago, I was listening into Miami take on Ball State, and the lead for the Red Hawks was 22 to 10. Then Ball State came back, tied it before the half, and then won by nine. It was like, wow. Ball State really made the adjustments after burning what was, I think, their second timeout, maybe their first. Yeah, that was that was a tough loss for Miami to take, but we'll cover that if. We don't have Tony and Seth on, but hopefully we will. So join me back on episode 133 of the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. And join the community at Kyrie.fm or download the free Flick Chat app and talk some Cincinnati Dayton Sports or talk about the podcast. Get a free download. Visit LeeWBow.com slash podcast for all your Sunday podcast needs. And we'll talk to you again next week for more local Cincinnati and Dayton sports. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Cincinnati and Dayton sports podcast with Lee W. Mowen. To subscribe to the podcast, please visit the LeeWMowen.com slash podcast. From there, you can choose your favorite platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and many more. Interact with the podcast and host on Twitter at the Lee W. Mallon and at Sunday Pod. Like the Facebook page, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, and download the free Flick Chat app. Then search for the local Sunday Sports Group to submit your future Mallon's mailbag questions. The closing theme is Lights Go Down by Dan Hennig, provided by the YouTube Music Library Collection. This is Lee W. Mowen, and I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Please join me again next week on the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast.